This episode of Turns Out I'm Into It is brought to you by the Harley Rabbit Audio Playhouse, a virtual club specialising in kink and BDSM audio fantasies. These aren't audiobooks, they're immersive audio experiences that put you in the story, allowing you to explore your deepest, darkest fantasies, all within the privacy of your own headphones. Specialising in CNC and other forms of sexual power play, these stories are not for the faint-hearted. But if you're curious, then follow the Harley Rabbit to harleyrabbit.com. Right now, we're offering listeners of this podcast a 25% discount on a fantasy of your choice. Use the code INTOIT23 at the checkout and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hello, hello there. Welcome back to Turns Out I'm Into It, a show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. My name is Harley Rabbit and today I am super excited to share with you some uh, new information that I was reading about um, in my research this week that really fascinated me and has helped me to feel a lot more comfortable about some of my kinks. And I will explain this in more detail in just a moment. Um, But before we dive into those solutions that I've come across, I want to start with the problem because I feel like a lot of you out there will probably be experiencing a similar problem to me in this area, Um, especially if you have similar kinks to me. So this problem that I've been experiencing, as as confident as I'm becoming about my kinks, I feel like I've made a lot of progress in that area in the last couple of years. I definitely have made a lot of progress in that area in the last couple of years, considering I am now talking to you guys about it on a podcast. Um, but as much as I've been progressing with my confidence, I do still hold a little bit of worry that some of these kinks that I'm pursuing and the things that I enjoy might not be ultimately good for me. So for me, a lot of my kinks are around um, CNC play. So consensual non-consent play. A lot of that involves rape fantasy role plays. Um, But I also enjoy a lot of different forms of submission, um, which can include uh, like degradation and objectification and, um, you know, being caged and mistreated basically, um, which is super hot for me in the bedroom. It's not something that I would enjoy on any level in my day-to-day life. Um, but it is one of the only things that will get me there in the bedroom. So it's a really important part of my sexuality to be able to explore these things But sometimes I I wonder, I still have this little nagging voice in the back of my head that's like, is this really good for you? (laughs) Like to be put in this, putting yourself in this position and um, leaning into these feelings of being subservient or um, what's the word, Uh, degraded or objectified. So I'm curious to know if any of you listening out there right now that might be this way inclined um, if you have the same thing, that that feeling of just a little bit of doubt, it's like, is this good for me? Is this good for my mental health? And I feel like it is. My my intuition is that it is really good for me because ultimately my kink journey has 
involved a lot of this and it's been very positive for me. I, I can feel my confidence growing all the time. It's allowing me to express different parts of myself. I feel good afterwards. I think that's a real key. Um, but still, even knowing all that, it's a little part of me that's like, um, so I came across in my reading this week, uh, I've been reading this wonderful book. It's called Coming Together by Danielle Harrell. Harrell? Harrell? I don't know. I apologize, Danielle, if I'm not pronouncing that right. Um, and Celeste Hirschman. And these two women um, together run Somatica Institute. Um, actually, I might tell you a bit of uh, news that I have on before I continue with this topic. Um I'm actually planning on attending Somatica Institute and becoming a qualified sex and relationship coach, which I'm super excited about. Um, as many of you will know already, if you've listened to other episodes, my career previously has all been in music, um, originally in uh, songwriting and performance, but also I've done a lot of music coaching in my own business. Um, but over the last couple of years, I've really fallen out of love with it. I love music, but I just don't really want to do it professionally anymore. Um, and I have been pursuing uh, other projects lately. So my audio fantasy project is one of them, um, which you would have heard the ad for at the start of this episode. Uh, this podcast is another one. And yeah, more and more I'm finding myself drawn toward this space of kink and sex and relationships um, and... It, it's really feeling like a good fit. I mean, I've, this is only episode nine of this podcast and already I've had so much beautiful feedback from people that's been so encouraging. Honestly, thank you so much if you've, re if you've reached out to me. Um, and I'm just really enjoying myself. I feel really comfortable in this space. I feel like I can make a good impact, a, like a positive impact in this space, um, which I wasn't feeling like I could do in music, which I think is a pretty saturated industry. Um, whereas sex and kink, I feel like this is an industry that affects everyone. You know, everyone has sexual needs. And unfortunately we do live in a world at the moment that doesn't always make it easy to express those needs or talk about those needs or seek guidance. Um, so I do feel like I have something of value to offer in this space. Um, so that's really exciting. I finally bit the bullet the other day and told my mum that this was my new um, career direction that I wanted to go down. And she was so amazingly supportive. I am so proud of her. She's the most open-minded, encouraging, beautiful human being. Um, and I, I didn't realise that, like, I didn't think that I needed my mum's approval, but... <laughs> Turns out I do. I just wanted to be able to tell her about it and share this part of my life with her. Um, and after having this chat with her the other day over several cups of tea, um, I realised just how comfortable she is with it all. And that was really the last thing I needed to move forward and take the next step. So I'm planning on applying for this course uh, next week probably. Um, and, yeah, going from there. I am a little bit nervous about it because this course is based in America and I'm in Australia, if you can't tell from my accent, um, and our time zones are very different. And this course has live classes, which for me are going to start at 
1.30 in the morning till about 7.30 in the morning, which is going to be tricky. But um, I've done a lot of research and this is the course I want to do. I think it'll be worth it. Unfortunately, it doesn't start till October. So until then, I've been trying to figure out how I can prepare myself um, in the meantime. So I thought I would read a bunch of books on this topic and try and educate myself as much as I can. I wanted to do that anyway, because obviously I want to give you guys the best content I can on this show. Um, and through doing this course, I feel like that's only going to really complement um, what I can offer you guys here. So you guys will get to come with me along this journey from first deciding to take the leap and sign up for this course all the way, all the way through. And, um, hopefully out the other end of it um, when I become qualified and it'll be wonderful to have your support along the way. Anyway, that was a long side note tangent. Um, Where were we? We were talking about this question of whether all kinks are healthy or are there some kinks that are unhealthy? After reading this book, I feel like I can confidently say, yes, all kinks are absolutely healthy. So you can stop worrying about that. Um, you can pursue those experiences guilt-free and know that you're not doing anything harmful to yourself. That said, there are definitely ways to pursue kinks that can be unhealthy. Um, and I will talk about those and give you a few examples in a moment. In this book, in Coming Together, uh, Danielle and Celeste talk about your they, – they refer to – what I'm talking about is kinks. This They're not talking specifically about BDSM and kink. They're talking about sex in general. Um, so they talk about these as being core desires. Um, and they say that these core desires are usually formed in childhood um, as most aspects of our personality are. And interestingly, they don't seem to be necessarily sexual in their origin. So you might be thinking that your sexual fantasies might be based on your early sexual experiences, but um, at least in this book, that doesn't appear to be the case. They talk about your core desires being related to unmet childhood needs. And this doesn't need to be trauma necessarily. This every Every child out there has unmet needs, unfortunately. That's just the way the world works. Um, as you could be the perfect parents, but you still, it's impossible to know what your child truly needs at every second of their early life. Um, and unmet needs is just a part of the human experience. Obviously, there are more severe examples of unmet needs, which can relate to abuse or abusive situations. But all I'm saying is that this doesn't have to be based in trauma or abuse. It can be from a perfectly normal, healthy childhood. I will give you some examples in a moment to make that a little bit clearer. But basically, the book divides your core desires, or I'm going to call them kinks because this is a kink podcast and that's what I'm talking about um, specifically on this show. So your kinks can be related to one of two different pathways. And the first one I'll talk about um, in the book, they call this a resolution pathway. So I'll just read you their short def definition of this resolution pathway. 
The resolution pathway is when we fantasize about and act out desires that soothe the unmet needs by giving us the positive experience that contrasts with the painful ones we had in childhood. In other words, if we were ignored as a child, our core desires might be to feel very seen or cared for. This gives us a feeling of the hurt being resolved, thus the resolution pathway. This idea sounds pretty straightforward to me. So if you had um, an unmet need in your childhood, your core desires or your kinks might be tied up in this need to soothe that pain. So for example, if you maybe didn't get much attention um, in your childhood, you felt a bit neglected, you might develop a exhibitionism kink where you love to be the center of attention. Or maybe, and this is one that I really relate to, um, maybe you felt like you had to bear a lot of responsibility as a child and now you're, you have a submissive kink where you prefer to be with a dominant partner who takes all that responsibility and makes all the decisions. Or if you're a dominant, maybe as a child you felt disempowered or humiliated and now you have developed a kink around feeling powerful and strong and dominant in bed. So have a think about if you can relate to any of these. There's plenty more examples. Um, I think an interesting one they gave in the book was they had a client who, I haven't actually fact-checked this, but it was along these lines. He had a a skin disease or skin disorder, um, which meant he wasn't touched a lot as a child. And that developed into this kink about wanting to be touched and licked and bitten and um, all over his body. So he wanted all the sensation of physical contact all over his body. So you see how that's in direct contrast to the negative experience he had as a child. So have a think about that. I'm sure your brains are ticking over there, um, seeing if any of your kinks relate to this resolution pathway. The next one I want to talk about is the one I find the most fascinating because I think this is the one that will help address a lot of those feelings of shame. So this second pathway is called repetition with agency. Now, agency in this context means um, with deliberate awareness. Um, so the definition that they give for repetition with agency is the repetition with agency pathway is when a person's core desires are a repetition of the hurt but the person reenacts the painful experience with a sense of control over it. In the repetition with agency pathway, the person is soothing the wound by consciously choosing to engage in the repetition instead of the hurt happening to them without their control over when and how it happens. So this is one that is a little bit less understood, um, but basically it means we are deliberately choosing to repeat those negative experiences, but in a positive context. So in a context that involves pleasure, consent, control, all of those things that are really critical. Some examples they give of this repetition with agency pathway include um, perhaps feeling unsafe. So if you felt unsafe a lot as a child, this can develop into a kink where you like to be blindfolded and tied up and feel really vulnerable and not know what's happening, about to happen next, to not have any control or feel out of control, that feeling of vulnerability. Um, That's one I can really relate to. 
another example is experiencing a lack of care. So finding a partner who can role play disinterest or dissatisfaction and aloofness. That can be a real turn on for a lot of people. And the last example I'll give is feeling embarrassment or shame. So maybe you felt embarrassed or shameful as a child um, and a way of repeating this experience might be through kinks like um, being collared and led around like a pet, um, being subservient or being called degrading names. Sounding very familiar for me. (laughs) Um, But ultimately, this is a really positive way of processing these emotions. When you're acting out these kinks or experiencing these emotions such as shame or degradation, at least according to this book, and and they seem to be very um, experienced in this field, Their opinion is that this is actually an empowering choice. And the more you repeat it, the more you are actually owning those experiences. I've highlighted a little paragraph here where they say, um, creating a different relationship with their wounds can result in healing. The healing comes from lowering shame as well as getting a positive experience or taking control over the hurt. When you get these core desires celebrated and met over and over again, the sting of the old wounds lowers and you become more resilient and confident. So if you're like me and you are you have that little nagging voice in the back of your head that says, maybe this isn't good for me, the answer is it absolutely is. So you can relax and enjoy whatever it is that you enjoy, knowing that exploring these kinks is actually good for you. However, kinks are only healthy if we pursue them in a healthy way. And that's where the with agency part comes in. So pursuing these kinks and experiences without agency is where they become much less healthy and in some cases quite harmful. So, for example, if you have a kink around feeling degraded and abused and you pursue a relationship with someone who treats you poorly and without respect, that isn't going to be good for you. So it might feel good at the time because you're getting that sexual need met, but overall after the sex or um, in, in general, that relationship is not going to be good for you. And you're actually doing yourself damage in that situation. Similarly, I would imagine this would apply to dominant people as well. So if you're naturally dominant in bed, but you're not aware that that dominance is a kink, you might find yourself perhaps unconsciously trying to dominate your partner in ways that they haven't consented to. And that's where that can become really unhealthy for both of you. So self-awareness around our kinks is really critical in making sure that we're pursuing them in a healthy way, in a way that is good for us and our partners. And this is where things like safe words can be really helpful as well in being able to clarify when things are a game and when things are not a game. So for example, the other day, I think um, Slade was at work. It was the afternoon. I was at home and he texted me Um, something along the lines of be washed and in your cage by the time I get home. And normally 
because I love that. That's a that's a role play. He's role playing that master slave dynamic where he's has this ownership of me and can tell me how he wants me when he gets home. And that's really fun for me. But on this particular afternoon, I think I had to I had an appointment or something and I wasn't able to play that game. So I was able to just text him yellow with a little yellow love heart and say, that sounds really fun, but I've actually got to be somewhere at four. Um, can we maybe do this tomorrow? And then he can immediately switch back into normal, healthy boyfriend mode um, and just say, oh, yep, that's totally fine. We can do it tomorrow. And that's all being communicated with just a single word, yellow, because we, we both know yellow for us means pause the role play, just need to snap back into reality for a second to tell you something because I don't want to be saying no to him in the middle of a role play. That's the wrong dynamic, but I'm able to press the the pause button and, and as my non-submissive normal self can communicate with him um, without getting in the way of that dynamic. Anyway, I think I've been chatting for quite a while now. Um, it's funny. I edit these episodes down, so I, I'm never really sure how long they're going to be in the end, but they're usually like bang on 20 minutes or a couple of them have been like exactly 20 minutes. And I'm like, how do I do that? (laughs) But I have a feeling this one's going to be a little bit longer. Um, But I think it's worth it because hopefully you have found today's topic as helpful as I did in just reassuring yourself that your kinks are, no matter what they are, are absolutely healthy and okay and actually quite empowering for you as long as you are pursuing them in a way that is healthy. And if you're not, if you're realizing maybe you're pursuing your kinks in a bit of a, an unhealthy or toxic way, um, that might be a first step for you in trying to get yourself on a better path. All right, I will leave it there for now. hope you're having a wonderful day or night or whatever time it is when you're listening to this show. As always, please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review if you're comfortable to do that. Um, Feel free to reach out to me with any questions or comments. Um, And until next time, play safe, have fun, and I'll catch you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, all one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink. 